So I have to do everything sort of with checklists and by the book and with spreadsheets to remind me of all the different things that I have to do in order to make sure that the machine keeps running, that it's well-oiled, that all the parts know what they need to do and that they're doing it. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. On the show, it's my job to tease out the creative solutions my guests are coming up with to change the world through creativity, social action, and mindset. I also give you tips and techniques so you can do the same. This episode is brought to you by my class, Meditation for Busy People, where you'll learn how to relieve stress and discover clarity and joy in just five minutes a day. It's also brought to you by the Brain FM app and this podcast host, Podbean. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram or TikTok and check out our shop for merch, music, and musings. The links are all in the show notes. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. So I've been talking a lot about this podcast undergoing some changes, and it's evolving. I'm honestly still not sure exactly where it's going to go. I know that I myself am getting much more back into my great loves of theater and music and writing, and so the Screen Stage Book podcast is sort of where this thing is going, but I'm always all about uh, talking about the actual business of art and creativity, in part because it has been a challenge for me, right? These are things that I've sort of, the lessons I've learned have been hard won, because my brain doesn't work that way naturally. So I want to pass on something to you. If you are a person who works as uh, an independent contractor or a gig performer or a freelancer or anything like that, you need to keep track of your contracts. You need to read everything super carefully. I'm not a lawyer, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter if I'm a lawyer. This is this is information that's so important uh, for everybody to know, right? If you're if you're an employee, if you're a W two person, this is something for you to understand. Also, you got to look at your checks. You got to look at your contracts. You got to look at your four hundred one k. You got to look at your IRAs. And uh, very soon, I'm going to have someone on the show, Eric Henning, who's a magician, but also worked in. Uh, in finance for many, many years. I The reason I'm so excited to have him on the show is because this he's going to talk higher level about what we need to do as uh, creatives as far as our businesses and uh, sort of the money stuff. I want to talk details, right? And here's what I mean. Uh, this week, uh, this, this time of year, uh, because of the philosopher's tones, I'm spending a lot of my time doing admin. Now, admin is not my strong suit. So I have to do everything sort of with checklists and by the book and with spreadsheets to remind me of all the different things that I have to do in order to make sure that the machine keeps running, that it's well oiled, that all the parts know what they need to do and that they're doing it. And singers, (laughs) Philosopher's Stones members, if you're listening to this, it's not that I mean to relate to you as parts of a machine, but you kind of are, right? Because together we make the whole thing go. My end of this, in addition to coming down and singing when that's necessary, because they're in the D.C. area and I'm in New York, I also do all of the marketing, all of the booking, all of the payouts, all of the website management, 
the vast majority of the social media, all of that stuff falls to me because I'm the leader. And when you're the leader, the buck stops with you. So for example, a couple of weeks ago, and I think I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but uh, though I'll get to my point. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know this is like all over the place, but it's an important facet of what's going on. And that is when you're in a situation where uh, you're the leader, and somebody who's working for you can't do what they were supposed to be able to do, you got to step in. So in some ways, as a leader, you need to know what everybody's doing, or you need to be able to uh, modify and transform things so that you can do what they needed to do or what they were going to do. And what I mean by that is a few weeks ago, one of uh, the singers in the Philosopher's Tones fell and broke her foot, and she was not going to be able to be at the job that she was uh, booked to do because she can't stand up right it's not her fault and I hope that you're healing up well and quickly if you're listening to this Uh, but the point is that I had to step in and I had to go okay whatever my plans were for that Saturday that uh, was going to be at the wharf DC boat parade they went away because I had to get to uh, DC to the to the wharf and to sing for three hours and so uh, in fact if you've listened to the synchronicity episode this is sort of the the other side of it the other side of it was that when uh, Farah hurt herself uh, and nobody else could step in it became up to me to step in that's that's what it is I'm not going to call the agent and go oh sorry we can't do it no I've signed a contract having signed that contract by gum by hook or by crook, by all all the stuff, I had to get down there and I had to do it, which meant since my husband and I share a car for gigs, and this is his heavy gig season too, he, whichever one of us books the gig first gets the car. And he'd already booked the gig, and once I found out I was going to have to go down to D.C., I had to book rent a car and then go pick up the car and then drive down the four and a half hours to the wharf in, down in D.C. from New York City, do the gig, and then come back and return the rental car. Now the synchronicity episode had all sorts of really cool stuff in it about getting to see a friend just because of how things worked out that I haven't seen in years and years at John F. Kennedy Airport at right after I returned my rental car, which was really cool. Go listen to that episode if you want to know something about the way synchronicity can work in your life, especially if you keep your mind open to it. But the point is that I had to do that. And all of that money spent the, uh, the tolls, the rental car, all of that, that's all deductible for me because that's part of my job, but uh, I have to keep those receipts. And that's also not something I'm particularly good at. And nobody cares if you're not good at it. If you are the leader, you have to have the receipts. You have to have collected the W-9 forms. You have to have all of the stuff that needs to be done so that you can pay the people you need to pay. All of that has to be done by you or the accountant that you hired to do it. I, I do it myself. Uh, and in part, it's because I'm not good at it that I do it myself because I want to know how to do it. So that's part of this whole thing is like, oh, I could trust somebody else. But I also need to know bare bones from the bottom up. How does all this stuff go? Last year, the year before, I did a whole huge thing. And one day I will write the book. Uh, I did this, I don't think, 10 episode treatment of how to work with booking agents if you're talent. And I will, I will write that book. I promise you I'll write that book. But this notion of, you know, an agent booked me and it's my job to make sure that the group that's going to sing is going to be great. And the singers will be great. I, I know they know their stuff even though that's that's part of it is working with them and making sure that they 
know all the stuff they need to know, that they can sing all the stuff they need to sing, that they have all the sheet music, that they that I've paid for all the sheet music. All of that stuff has to be done by me as the leader. So we did the gig and then I know what I'm supposed to be getting paid because I have contracts and I've looked at the contracts and I have systems in place that tell me when I can expect the check and what each check for each gig is going to be. Now, the agents sometimes combine things, right? If you have more than one gig, they will combine everything to a check and you get one check for like two or three gigs, which is challenging for me because I prefer to have, you did a gig, here's your check. You did a gig, here's your check. Nobody cares. They do what they need to do. Their accountants do what they need to do. They pay you and it's up to you to go, okay, I'm expecting, let's say $500 for this job and I'm expecting $750 for this job. So I should be getting a check of $1,250 or, uh, you know, two checks, one for 500, one for 750. If it comes as a 1250 check, I need to go, okay, let me separate everything. Let me know that I got paid the right amount for everything. And here's the thing. Uh, this is why I started this whole episode going, you need to do your reading, check the checks, make sure that what you expect to be paid is what you're getting because they can make mistakes. And it's a pain, not, you know, they do what they do. It's a pain for me because I have to stay on top of it. And again, it's not something that I am great at specifically. And you know what, maybe what I'll do is I'll share with you in the show notes, my spreadsheet that you can copy off Google Sheets to go, this is the date of the gig. This is what the net to me is supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to pay out for the people who did the gig for me. And this is the check number. And this is the check amount. And this is the date of the check that I received it. Did I deposit it? Yes. Has it cleared? Yes. Have I paid the singers? Yes or no, depending. And you keep it all straight that way because who is going to keep it straight if you're not, right? Unless you have an accountant that you've hired or a bookkeeper that you've hired to do this, you're the one who has to keep straight the checks that came in, what they were for, how much you owe for yourself, how much you owe for the people who worked this gig with you, if that's what's happening, because the tones do the singing often, and I'm here in New York City, and I run things, but they're the ones doing the work, until such time as one of them can't make it, and I can't get a sub, so that means that I have to go down there and do the performing, which I love to do, don't get me wrong, I love performing, it's my favorite part, but because I'm in New York and I'm in, in the middle of establishing sort of the tones New York, uh, I'm not there to do the singing. I'm doing all the, all the behind the scenes stuff. So we did a gig. Actually, we did two gigs, really three gigs <laughs> for an agent. And I got a check. And the check was for these three gigs. And uh, I'm going to give you random numbers. It doesn't matter. So let's say I got $1,000 that I was supposed to be getting for this check, but I got a $985 check. And I went, that's weird. And I looked at their itemization and went, there's a $15, $15 charge, which shouldn't be there, should it? What would this be for? And instead of letting it go, I contacted the agent and went, hey, what's this about? And 
the agent passed me along to her bookkeeper and he went, oh yeah, that shouldn't have happened. We don't know why that did. We started a new system and because we started a new system, accounting system, it spit this out for one other person also. I'm gonna send you a check now to make up for the, for the $15. Now, if I had not taken a look, if I had just taken it at face value, I'd have lost that $15. Now I'm giving you fake numbers, but it doesn't matter. The point is that when you're in it, you have to be aware, what is it that I'm expecting? And was it what is it that I got? And did I deposit it? And did I pay people? Now I have a receipt form for the people who are working with me. So once they receive payment, they fill out the receipt that says that they've received it, that they're paid in full, how much they received. Why? Because when it comes time to do my taxes, I need to know that I paid everybody out the money that they were due. And if I have to then generate 1099s for them, that I'm able to do that. Sorry if you're hearing the uh, the police sirens. I'm doing this is another one of those sitting outside uh, on my stoop recording this episode. I've, I'm going to be doing more of these like out in the middle of the city kind of episodes because I like sort of the generation of ideas that happens when I'm out and about instead of just in my studio. I love my studio and I love this notion of let me just go out and about and, and maybe find people to interview. I have this desire to interview box office people at, at theaters, just Broadway shows. Like, tell me about the show. Tell me about your experience of the show, of the audiences. I think that would be super fun. And that just means bringing my stuff and going, hey, let's talk, which I'm super excited about. But regardless, here here's the thing, though. When I, when I to get back to the whole check thing, if I hadn't looked if I hadn't checked the check and matched it up against what I thought I should get, because it wasn't check by check, gig by gig, it was a combination. And if I had not checked the math, I would have been out that $15. Now, $15 may not seem like a lot, but it is, especially if people make mistakes. And it could be more, it could have been $500, it could have been $10,000, it doesn't matter. If I don't go back and check and make sure that I have received what I'm expecting to receive, then it's on me, right? They might find their mistake and go, oh, oops. And I've had that happen with other agents where they go, oh, we undercharged you. And sometimes we overcharged you. And I get that that happens sometimes. Uh, And then you lose out. But it's so important to go, okay, did I receive what I expect to receive? Deposit the check, has the check cleared, and then move on. And the other part of this, the other piece of this is sometimes you have to go back to the agent and go, oh, hey, uh, I haven't received payment for this and it's been 30 days or whatever. And there are some agents that have within their contracts, and again, that's why you need to read the contracts. There are some agents that have within their contract that they have 90 days to pay you. And if you sign your name to that contract, then you are waiting for 90 days to get paid for this. And you could be, they could pay you earlier, but they can wait as long as 90 days. And that does not sit well with me because again, with my challenges as far as accounting, I might be going, oh crap, did I ever get paid for that? I don't even remember. And then I have to go back and look. So ideally, I would like to get paid between seven and 14 business days. And there are some people who pay you the very next day or at the gig itself, which is great. Uh, But you know, 90 days is too much for me because my brain doesn't keep track of that. That's why I have systems in place that lets me do that. I, I have a system that, that if I haven't received the check 15 days, I get pinged 
did you get this check? And then I go back and look. I did get the check. Great. Yes, I did. And then I move on. If I didn't get the check, then I get to contact the agent and go, hey, uh, I haven't received payment for this yet. Do you think you could get that out of the mail this week? And I'll follow up on that. The following week, they'll get another call or email from me. Hey, did you get that out in the mail? Why? Because that's part of being the leader. And my people don't get paid unless I get paid. And uh, no, until I get paid. I have actually paid my people even when I didn't get paid because they did their work in good faith. So I, as the leader, owe them that money. And I think I've talked to you about this before. You've probably heard this story if you're a longtime listener of the show. Many years ago, we had a gig at Constitution Hall and we got booked for it. And this was the first year we ever did this. And one of the singers that I took on purported herself to be a professional opera singer. She may very well be a professional opera singer, but what she was not capable of doing was singing in harmony while remaining on pitch. This I didn't know. All I knew was that she purported herself to be an opera singer and I was not uh, sophisticated enough to go, let me double check. She lives in another country and she doesn't live in the USA. I gave her the sheet music. She was going to learn it on, on her own and then come in in December. We would do our rehearsals and she would be on this very big gig. And uh, we go to rehearse and she was terrible. <laughs> I know if she ever listens to this, she'll be very upset, but she wasn't good, right? She's got a beautiful voice as long as she's singing by herself, but singing in harmony, it was uh, pretty much impossible. Uh, she was just off pitch, ridiculously so, and uh, to the point where in the middle of this gig at Constitution Hall, the other singers were so off by what she was doing, I literally had to tell her to mouth the words instead of sing them so that the other singers would stay on pitch. And, uh, yeah, that was really bad. Uh, and I was new, I was new to this. It was 20 years ago. I didn't, I just had no idea what to do. And, uh, the, it turned out the client was a singer herself and she was livid, livid. And this was a many thousands of dollars gig. Uh, I'm going to give you a number. Let's say it was $4,000. And what ended up happening was I was supposed to get $4,000 net to me to then disseminate to the singers. And the client was so upset that, and I was mortified, uh, and she went to the agent who came to me and I said, you know what, give her the money back. Uh, give her all of the money back that I would be getting for this and, and did. So I refunded the $4,000 and then my singers had to get paid. So I lost essentially $4,000 uh, because I paid the singers because they showed up in good faith to sing. It wasn't their fault that this one person could not carry a tune. Uh, it turned out it was my fault. As the leader, it was my fault. So the money at that point became very important. And ever since then, I have been diligent and vigilant about t only taking on singers who know their stuff. I don't take on singers who don't know their stuff because I don't want anybody to ever come back to me again and go, ha ha, you don't know what you're doing. I have to know what I'm doing. I have to trust my singers, but I can't trust them until I have vetted them. And that's how that goes. And that's all part and parcel of the one you're, if you're in charge, you're the one the buck stops with. Okay, so <laughs> read your contracts, make sure that all of that stuff is done. And I want to make one more point before this kind of meandery episode comes to a close. And that is 
overtime. This is still part of uh, checks and finances, right? Your clients are going to pay the agents or pay you, and then you have to disseminate those funds to everybody else. And once you distribute those funds, everybody's good to go, and then you have to do all the taxes, da-da-da-da. Here's something that's happened that uh, it's kind of crappy, but I have to talk about it. So uh, I had singers who stayed late. And one of the things I've talked to them about over time is if somebody says, I, I, over time, I need you to stay late. Uh, that's great. A lot of times it's happened to me at various gigs. Can you stay late? Can you work another hour? Sure. And the problem is, unless you have the A-OK to stay late from someone in authority who will pay the agent for you to have stayed late, in other words, who will pay for your overtime, they're not going to have to pay. If the contract doesn't stipulate that uh, overtime, then you're screwed, right? And I've had clients go, oh, thank you for your service. We're so glad you were able to stay late. And I'm like, I stayed late because somebody asked me to stay late. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. We didn't authorize it. So I just worked for an extra hour for nothing, right? And the problem with that is, of course, if you if you have lots of people, in this case, three or four people who are all working to stay late and they haven't been authorized to do so, the client, the people there don't care. They don't care. They were getting entertained or whatever. They care that uh, the people, they wanted the people to stay late and work more, sing more, perform more, whatever. The people stayed and performed, but no one in authority said, yes, we will pay extra for that. Then the people stayed out of the goodness of their hearts. And that's a real pain in the butt if you're going, oh, I've been singing for three hours. I'm kind of tired. I'd like to go home. And, you know, there's this whole, the, the event is running late or somebody wants me to stay late or whatever. I've had this with tarot card readings and palm reading gigs and things too, where they go, oh, can you please stay late? And uh, the problem with that is, of course, that in the moment you're like, oh, you know, I really, uh, and you have to get really strong about it. And you have to go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm only supposed to stay till four or I'm only allowed to stay till nine. And, uh, and what I have said is, if you really want me to stay, please go check with person X, get there okay, and then I'm happy to stay. Or I will go and I will check with person X. Now, person X has to be someone who is in authority to say, yes, I want you to stay late and I will authorize payment for you to stay late. Because if it's just some random person, they're like, yeah, we want you to stay late. But if they don't have the authority to say, I'll pay you, then you are staying late and working extra time out of the goodness of your heart. And uh, if you are up for that, great. I am not up for that. If I'm performing, I want to be paid for what I performed. Even though I love performing, I still want to be paid for what I performed. And I want my singers to always be paid for what they performed, right? If they were supposed to be there for three hours and somebody's like, oh, oh, we're running a little late. It's going to be another 25 minutes. And they're like, okay, but they don't get someone in authority to go, hey, we're running late and I will authorize payment. Then they stayed late out of the goodness of their hearts. They don't, there is no guarantee that they're going to get paid. And and the problem for me is that most clients are not going to be like that. Most clients are going to be like, absolutely, we'll pay you. But I've had clients who've gone, oh, I didn't authorize it. No, you just stayed late. Great. Thanks for staying late. I'm glad you got to do entertain more people, uh, but I'm not paying for that. And it sucks when it happens because you feel like such a rube, right? <laughs> you feel like you feel like a complete idiot that, that this is what's just happened, that you're like, oh, 
I didn't get paid for that. I just worked my heart out and stayed late because people wanted me to, but they're not paying me for it. And it sucks. So you want to always know who is your contact person. You always know who is an authority to to say, yes, you can stay late and I will pay for that. You always want to know what you're supposed to have gotten paid. You always want to know when the check is supposed to be there. And you always want to make sure that the check clears so that you can deposit it into your account or pay the people who are working for you and with you and all of that. And as a creative, I have to tell you, this is one of those situations where I'm, I'm not good at it. I have to force myself to follow the systems that I have in place in order to make sure that all of this stuff works. Because in the moment, uh, I just want to perform. I just want to sing. I just want to entertain. And that's lovely. And if I am not on top of the sort of <laughs> the practical aspects of all of it, then I could end up having done a lot of work for nothing. And again, if you are the kind of person where you're like, money's not important. What's important is to entertain, is to connect with an audience. Da, 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 da. Good on you. I am the kind of person who's, I love to perform. I think it's amazing to connect with an audience. Singing for people is my favorite thing in the world. Performing, entertaining is my favorite thing in the world. And I also want that the money that I am expecting to be eventually in my bank account, right? Because I don't do this. I do it for the love of the game. And I also do it because I need to be able to pay rent and feed my cats, right? So these are all the things that you want to be sure that you are keeping in mind as part of the work that you're doing. Check the checks, make sure that you've done all of the paperwork, make sure that you've read the entire contract. And if there's something wonky with the contract, you need to address it before you sign. Once you sign on the dotted line and they have the contract, don't, don't get me wrong. The vast majority of people you might work with are fabulous. They are not going to be grumping at you about it. Most of the time they'll be like, oh yeah, you stayed late. Let's take care of it. Or, oh, this was a mistake on the contract. Let's get that taken care of. The vast majority of the time, that's what it's going to be. But it's not always going to be that way. So dot your I's, cross your T's. And make sure that all of it is the way it needs to be. That's how you stay sane as a gig worker. Really, it's how you stay sane as a freelancer. Uh, particularly if you're like me and you're not great at the admin. I have to be diligent at the admin to be good at it. I'm not naturally great at it. And so I have these systems in place that allow me to do that. And if I remember, as this episode goes up, I will absolutely try to have uh, the receipt form up there for you and also the where's the check spreadsheet so that you have that as well if you want it. Look for it in the show notes. Hopefully I will have gotten that done. Too many things going on right now, so I'm just not sure if that'll happen, but hopefully it will. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Creative Solutions Podcast. This is Isolde Trachtenberg reminding you, as always, to leave it better than you found it. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. Thank you.